When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And as you can tell, at Liam Morgan. Liam Morgan? No. No. At Liam Merrill. See? She should be here. Like, I'm not, they, don't, they shouldn't leave me in charge of this. I've already messed up and we're not even a minute in. At Liam Merrill is on vacation, something I haven't done since 2013. Uh, so it's just Craig and I today holding down shop, and it's a really big day today for the Arizona Coyotes. It is indeed. Yeah, Liam O'Brien hopes to take over the drift lead. Not the big news. The Coyotes have signed Matt Dumbo. We talked about now and you teased it in the in the Discord a while back and it's finally come to fruition. Craig, tell us about the new contract. Well, it's one year, it's 3.9 million, which is a really good deal. Uh, I'll have some comparables in a story that I put up eventually when I get all the details on this signing. Um, but I, I Honestly, I, I, I thought Matt Dumba was going to make more money that, than that, especially if he signed a one-year deal. I thought he was going to cash in a little more than he did. This is yet another good deal for Bill Armstrong, for David Ludwig, for the people that put all this together. Um, the other side of this too, Petey, just like Jason Zucker and to a lesser extent, but still Alex, but short term. There's not a lot of term on these deals. So what it does is it, it gives you flexibility if your pro, any prospects step up and are ready to step into the lineup. Um, you have the opportunity maybe to re-sign these guys. We saw Bukestad come back and Stetcher come back. But it doesn't block anyone's path. It, it doesn't block the path. It doesn't affect the rebuild in any way. There's this bridge, right? This, there's this couple-year bridge that you need to span before you get to where you're emerging from the rebuild. So getting these guys on short-term deals really helps. Yeah, but wait, this is when you talk about Matt Dumba, too, and you, you thought the market was really big for Matt Dumba coming into the season. So mm-hmm. you've, you've heard his rumored with Pittsburgh, and we saw what happened there with Carlson. You heard his name rumored in Dallas, and there were a handful of other teams in on the Matt Dumba conversations. Why Arizona? That I, I really want to find out still. We haven't had the chance to talk to him. We're going to talk to him actually right after this. And Petey, we're going to have him on a show tomorrow morning. What? As well. Matt Dumba will be on the PHNX Coyote show. Um, and Liam O'Brien will be on on Wednesday, by the way. Good so you can God. ask about. Really? What's your favorite term? Drip. Yeah, that is it. Liam O'Brien's drip. Oh, I wonder how Matt Dumba's drip is. Well, we're, well we can ask. You'll can have we, the opportunity we, to ask. I probably will. Can we give him a nickname? <laughs> I've got one. Go ahead. For Dumba? Go ahead. Because I'm sure it unfortunately goes to Dumbo and Disney. I'm calling him the doctor because it's his initials are MD. 
So we're calling him the doctor. There it is, PD. I like it, the doctor. We'll see if it sticks. Carving we'll out. I like it. But I do, you know, Smooth. I want to know, like, we, we, we knew yes. that this was tied to Carlson, yeah, right? For sure. But, but but again, do you think this was the max contract he could get? $3.9 million for no, one year? I really thought he was going to get more so than this. So did I. I, I. You know, I, I don't know what happened with those other options because we heard some teams were trying to clear the cap space for him. Maybe other teams just fell out of it because they just couldn't make the moves. Maybe yeah. Pittsburgh was his last ditch to see if he could go play with Sid and yes. Gany Malkin. Who wouldn't want to do that, Chris Dang. And then they go out and get Eric Carlson. And you saw how quickly things happened after yeah. the Carlson trade was announced that Dumba happened really fast. The one thing I want to say about Matt Dumba, and in the Minnesota Wild organization, he was their number three defenseman. They got Jonas Brodeen, who is a very good, if not one of the top defending defensemen in the league. He's unsung. He goes under the radar. The kid can defend. And mm-hmm. Jared Spurgeon, who plays both ends of the ice. He's a leader, offensive, defensive, does it all. Great two stick. So those are two really, really good defensemen for the Minnesota Wild. Matt Dumba was their third best. He would still be a Minnesota Wild, if not for yeah. Zach Parisi, and the suitor contract that they tied those long-term horrific deals years and years ago. And we talk about these long-term contracts. Well, this is the other side. We talked about um, Tom Wilson in yep. Washington. This is the other side of that. Yep. The Minnesota Wild right now could have Kevin Fiala and Matt Dumba on their lineup making a run at the Stanley Cup. But they signed two players nearly a decade ago that they don't want anymore. Yep. So be careful what you wish for. But that's why Matt Dumba is no longer a Wild. They would love to have him in the roster. They just can't afford him. He can't fit. Yep. So the, the Coyotes getting him for one year at $3.9 million is a fantastic deal for the Coyotes. We'll, we'll get into, we're going to have a little PD's Puck Talk later on the show. We hope we? so. We'll, we'll get into that a little later, specifically what you think he can bring, what you saw in his game. We're also going to hear from Joe Smith from The Athletic, who moved from Tampa, where he got to cover cup winners, to Minnesota last year to work, work alongside the great Mike Rousseau covering the Minnesota Wild. Last season was his yeah. first season back up there, but... Joe's, Joe Smith is going to join us in the second segment of this story. The other thing that I want to talk to you about before we get to Joe, before we get to your spectacular ad reads yeah. too, yeah. is what this means for the blue line in general, how it all shakes yes. out, what the pairings look like. Yeah. We had talked earlier about maybe Matt Dumba being a second pair guy, running the second power play, yeah. Sean Dursey getting that spot at the top. We're not there anymore. No, no, and, and I don't think so. And that's what we kept saying. This was the weakness of their team. And I want to give a shout out to Real Deal Prime. As a Buffalo Sabres fan, that's another team that was in the Dumba sweepstakes early. And I think that's a team that's closer to win than the Coyotes. So that one kind of surprised me as well. And that's when you think of the other factors that create a, an opportunity for a free agent. It's mm-hmm. it, Weather's pretty damn nice here. Sorry, Buffalo. Sorry, Real Deal. By the way, Real Deal Prime's emoji there. I thought, I love you, Dad. I thought it was number one, Dad. Literally, he m- missed the voting because I won that. I've got the mug to prove it. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. So let's put up the yeah. D pairs as we see them. I think your mug is fake, by the way, because I got a keychain that says that's you're one. the number one dad. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, for sure it was yeah. me. So this is this is the way too early prediction of what we see at the back end. I think now with Dumba is that he can the kid can defend. I'm telling you, he can defend. He's aggressive. He skates well enough that he can defend the rush. He skates well enough that he can defend aggressively in the defensive zone. And I, I paired with Mosier, <laughs> the one of the things we get to the puck talk, he does take chances in the offensive zone. He does come in off of the blue line. He does step up in the neutral. So you better have somebody that can skate and defend. And right now, I think J.J. Mosier might be the best overall defending defenseman on this team. And again, you're going to hear it here first. J.J. Mosier is a superstar. Not yet. 
not now. This kid is going to be, I'm telling you, you wait three or four years right now, he is the number one defenseman on this team. Ooh, I, that's how big I feel. That it. So now you put Jersey praise. on the second pair. You can only give him offensive zone starts. You can keep away from the other team's top players. Pair him with Valimaki. I don't know. The one thing I'm concerned with Jersey is can he defend? Mm. And that's where you look at the third pair where I have Stetcher and Brown as the third pair. That, that pair can can play anywhere on the ice. They can defend. We saw Brown come in off the blue line, create offense. Stetcher can throw pucks at the net. This is their safe pair that can play in any situation, up or down. They're safe. And if you just coming off, you just gave up a goal, you can throw Stetcher and Brown on the next shift just to kind of calm things down. So I think Stetcher and Brown are going to get their ice time. When this team is ahead, Jersey's ice time is going to change. I, yeah. I'm sorry That's right fair. now. That's he's, fair. He's just going to have to learn to defend better. The problem is, is now you look at Dermott, Soderstrom and Kolyachonak, who's your extra guy? You're going to look at two-way contracts because this team is going to have to look at who's going to cost them. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think it's Dermot's spot. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't know. Well, the other side of that, too, is he's a veteran who can sit right, yes. on certain nights. You don't want a guy who's still developing to be out of the lineup a lot. It's not There's not a lot of value. The coaches will talk about some value in watching, seeing what happens. I think we're past that point with Victor Soderstrom where he can gain anything more from sitting in the stands. He's done that. A fair amount. So I think it makes more sense to have a veteran in that situation. I do wonder if when there and, and I'm certain there will be a little bit of shifting here. We also know and, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because his forward lines look a lot better than they did last season. But we also know that Andre Turin, he likes to play seven defensemen at yeah. times. So yes, and that could be, that could change this too because you look yeah. at Shoulderstrom is the guy that he is. This is it for him. He has to perform this year. The the waiting is finally over. Either he's going to have to join this lineup full time, or it's time for him to move on to another organization. I saw glimpses last year where he was okay. Yeah, he never blew the doors off me. There were a couple of shifts maybe that you go, oh, there's a little offensive jam there. He kind of cut through a given goal. I didn't see it. I'm, he's I'm not sorry. A dynamic player, is no, he? he's not. I don't see a dynamic. And I think you're going to see that from Jersey. I, I think you're going to see that. Here's the thing with Jersey. I think you're going to see dynamic offensive play. I still believe he's going to be the top of their number one power play. But I think Jersey is going to be one of those guys. You're sitting in the stands of the mullet, going, "Ooh, did he just get beat again?" Like that's the concern. And he's young. He's going to learn. He's going to develop into that role. So I think, think he's going to get better. We just said he's at the top of the power play. Where does Dumba fit in, do you think, on the special teams with this team? Well, I got to believe he's going to run the second power play. That That's my guess. And that's that's sort of what I've been told. Um, but he, he's got to be on your PK as well. So when, when you're a coach, when you're when you're parsing all of that out, does, is it OK still for a, a second power play guy to be a primary PK guy as well? Or does it just create too much of See, a burden when he's also on your top pair? Here's what I think. And, of course, you talk to people. I don't. So that makes a big difference. I don't see Dumba getting that second set minutes right now. I see we had Mosier and Valimaki splitting that up last year. Jersey's going to get the opportunity to do it. Then I think it's going to be Mosier or Valimaki. I think Dumba gets the third pair right before they go to five-on-five. He is is a great five-on-five player. You save him then too, right? Yeah, and he is an outstanding penalty killer. So he is is their number one penalty-killing defenseman, period. When when they when they take a penalty, he is jumping over the boards. I'm telling you, he is his stick is great, his feet are great, he's fast enough to keep up with guys on the PK. He's aggressive enough to get from the, the front of the net to the corner on a PK. He is outstanding, and you don't want to take those minutes away from him that are so valuable there. Five on five and PK. I think he'll get some PP touches. I do. I just don't think he's gonna be a guy that's getting a minute, minute and a half per game. I think you're looking at a 30-second guy getting the last rush up the ice and then he'll stay on the ice for the for the five on five. And of course all of that is 
going to fluctuate as well, depending on who's available, right. who's playing well, all that stuff, all the things that coaches deal with. Um, another thing that he brings to this team, and we're going to talk about this uh, with Joe Smith, yet another high, high character guy. Did you read this, Joe's story this, this morning? Is, um, this, this, this is the difference for this team. Yep. They're high character guys, and it's another one. Zucker, same thing. Like for the same thing about Jersey too. And like, Kerfoot. Uh, readers reach yep. out to me from LA saying you're gonna love Sean Jersey. Like, God, it was like, none of them are quite Nick Butte said. If you know, you know. Uh, wow. I mean, um, but this guy has Minnesota ties. So so okay so book. let's let's switch gears one more time. Let's talk about BetMGM because when we met last week from BetMGM, the the points this team was at the over under for their futures was 73 and a half points. Does Dumba move the needle enough? Because right now I just checked, it's still 73 and a half. So if you want to jump on. 73 and a half or 74 and a half? What is it? 74 and a half. 74 and a half. So maybe I've got, went up a point. Look at me, I actually knew something. Yeah, it was 74 and a half. And I think it was 73 and a half because we were saying 74. So jump on it now because that's that's going to move. What do you think this team can reach? I, I'm thinking this team can flirt with 80 points. I did too. If things go right, like again, a lot. There, we're talking about a ton of variables here. We've talked about the goaltending. We've we've talked about those guys that are in the core taking another step forward. There are a lot of things to consider. But if if I'm this staff right now, I mean, the staff will probably have to set their sights even higher. But I think a reasonable goal, a, a realistic thing that they can look to achieve is an eighty point season, which is crazy. So what you need to do right now is download the BetMGM app. Go to the hockey futures in the NHL points for the season and take the over for the Arizona Coyotes right now at 74 and a half before that line moves because it's going to. You can log in at any point this weekend and claim a bonus bet on the house this weekend coming up. So jump on and do that. Stay tuned to the bets where you can hear all my bet shows coming up right after this. You can hear what I think about baseball because people care about what I think about that. <laughs> Ah, so sign into the BetMGM. Use the bonus code PHNX. Most important thing when you download the app, use the bonus code PHNX. It really helps us out. There are a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bet, even if it loses. Buddy, that is a great deal. Check out the show notes for full details at the BetMGM app. And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call we were going to listen to Shane, but there's a lot of things. Read read the description to make sure that you know everything that. that and goes also along download the app, people. Please download PHNX the app. PHNX Coyotes PHNX. fam. Please download that. And the app. other thing we wanted you to stop at your Circle K. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best in coffee, which I have going right here on the way in. I do that important to this cup. Beer, which we know how much I like that. Snack selection and premium gas. Polar pops stay colder, longer, and the cups don't sweat. Period. And they fit in your cup holders. Favorite snacks for me, it's the orange slices. Leah, salt and vinegar chips. You, I have no idea because oh, I don't pay attention. Yeah, most clearly you're not listening to Sean I don't. and me talk about I don't. this. We want sleeves of donuts. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I know DePaz and his pastries is yeah. elite. Well, Their deals right taste. now, buy two, get one free Monster Energy drinks and Beatbox Hard, tree, hard Tea. <laughs> is also buy two, get one free. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310-31310 to join their SMS subscribe, subscribe. Subscriber club and get the buy one get free 
Good Lord. Buy one, get one free offer on the 32-ounce Polar Pops. I tell you what, Leah can't come back soon enough. I've only been hosting the show for, what, 60 minutes? I can barely handle it. Now it's time to welcome in a very special guest, the Athletics' Joe Smith. He's going to join this show, and we're going to talk more about Matt Dumba. Joe, welcome in today. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Oh, not hearing you. Joe, hang on, buddy. We got to... Uh-oh. Hang on. Well, I'll talk while he works on Joe. Yeah. Joe looks good today, too. By the way, that's good hockey flow. <laughs> I wish I could it's do that. It's off-season hockey flow. Oh, we got you now. There we got you go. now. Beautiful. Joe, that's good. That's good salad you got going. That's a good hockey here. It's good off-season hockey here, yeah, for sure. Exactly. You got plans for the season then, I take it? Yeah, well, we uh, yeah, during the season, I'm pretty busy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we have some cabin trips in August, so looking forward to that. Uh, that's when things actually kind of die down here everywhere pretty much in the nhl as you know so have some uh upper peninsula and then obviously traverse city trip in michigan and then obviously a couple uh spots in minnesota so what forward to exploring buddy he just became Petey's favorite guy yeah let's go i'm a minnesota native grew up in uh, bemidji so kind of miss bemidji state there you go yeah my dad was the longtime coach there bemidji state so i kind of miss it but joe thanks for joining the show today uh if if our listeners our viewers haven't had a chance to read the story that Joe wrote on Matt Dumba. I, I tweeted it today, but it's a terrific read and gives us a real sense of the player, the more, more so the human being behind the player. I want to get to that in a moment, Joe, but I want to talk a little bit about Matt Dumba, the player, because that's what we're coming out of right now. Um, this this departure from Minnesota, maybe you can walk us through the, the details of that and, and maybe how his game has changed over his time with the Wild. Yeah, well, I'm glad, glad to join you guys, first of all. Um, number one, I think everyone kind of knew this was going to be the end uh, for Matt Dumba in Minnesota, of uh, the salary cap situation. I think there have been times over the course of his tenure where they thought it was the end, too, with expansion drafts. And uh, he's in trade rumors. It seems like every deadline there was trade rumors surrounding Matt Dumba. So uh, I think he made a joke in Calgary during the deadline when they passed. He goes, he dodged another bullet. They could get, can't get rid of me here. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, the, he their own rental this year which would have paid off really well for the Wild since he was one of the best players down the stretch. But um, guy who's, you know, drafted and developed in Minnesota, played a decade uh, with the Wilds, mostly in the top four. Um, I think as far as evolving his game, he early in his career, uh, a terrific uh, monster shot, right? And he came out a junior and he uh, able to score and maybe do some more on the power of play. Um, he got in a fight like several years back. I think it was uh, – uh, Matthew Kachuk um, really had a, <laughs> a torn a pectoral muscle. Um, and I think people, you know, I'm sure he'd admit too, it's uh, it had an effect on him, uh, maybe not necessarily always physically, but mentally not being able to have that same kind of zip on his shot. He still was a very effective player, uh, but he wasn't running the power play in Minnesota and, you know, um, that kind of thing. So, um, but overall, um, played top four minutes, one of the top minutes on the team this past year. Uh, Jonas Brodeen, one of his best friends on the left side there. Um, very valuable contributor. I know he had some inconsistencies in his game over the course of his time, um, but we needed a big hit or, you know, on the penalty kill or something like that, he was there for it. Um, and this year was ups and downs too. I think the beginning of the year, he even called it brutal himself, um, had to go in and make some changes and, and really started to play some really defensive sound hockey down the stretch. Some of his best hockey, I think, in a few years here. Uh, which helped them make the playoffs and then always make an interesting first round series with the Dallas Stars. So um, I think fans here are going to miss him. I think he 
you'll find out when you talk to him later today how much his heart is in Minnesota. Um, he grew to love the place and really became ingrained in the community. Uh, has a big uh, uh, camp um, for ki for kids, whether it's um, deaf, blind, and unprivileged kids, uh, kids from different communities, to give them involved in hockey. Um, so he, he can still do that or have a, an impact as well, even if he's gone. Um, but I think that's what off the ice thing is what really I guess, stands out, what they really missed too uh, in the room with the Minnesota Wild. Joe, help me understand the, the injury and its impact on and particularly his shot as you're talking about. I get that the pectoral muscle is a huge part of a, a shot, but that's an injury that should heal. I, I, are there still issues there? Why, why hasn't he been able to recapture that magic with the shot? Yeah, I don't know if it's if he's had to if he's re-injured it or anything like that. Um, I think we'll have to ask him uh, specifically, but I think there's part of it is a um, mentally afterwards uh, with it, um, and maybe having the kind of confidence he maybe he didn't have in the past um, with it. I think I've been talking to his brother at the father or brother's trip in I think it was January. He mentioned he hasn't really felt like he's been a little bit the same with his shot. Um, that he was before uh, doesn't mean he did not affect the player. It's just more so he's is different uh, in terms of that role. But um, he can still play 22 minutes, 23 minutes on the wild team. He played top four. He played in penalty kill. He uh, on the ice at important times. Lay the big heavy hits. He wasn't afraid to do that. Like saw Joel Pavelski a very big hit in, in series one against the Stars, which is a little bit controversial because the injury to Pavelski, um, of course. So. Um, I think that was just something, one of those kind of marks in a career, a little bit of a turning point um, in as far as that part of his game. But the rest of the game has remained the same uh, the course of his time here. One of the things that the, the Arizona Coyotes desperately need from the back end is to add a little bit more offense. What can they expect Matt Dumba to do in the offensive zone from the blue line in? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good puck mover. And so he gets the puck out of the zone, which is something that a lot of teams really need um and he'll he'll jump into rush a little bit he's not an eric carlson you know he's not uh one of those guys but i think he's able to uh decision making move the puck up the ice and he'll he will carry it up a little bit uh like i said he didn't run the power play here doesn't mean he won't he can't play on the power play in arizona depending on what they have on the blue line and who they have figured out there but um you know he definitely can help exit the zone quickly and, and move the puck up the ice um he just won't be like I said, like the Eric Carlson type that's going to drive your offense kind of thing and be a guy that people have to like, or Kale McCarr, you have to focus your attention off of him. Uh, you talked about his, his his defensive game as well. And we heard, I, I talked to Mike Rousseau about this as well, how good he was defensively. Was that an evolution in his game? Has he always been a great defender or has he added a piece to his game recently? I think that kind of coincided with maybe some drop in his offense. I think he's always taken pride in being a strong defensive player. It's not like he was this one trick pony that it was some of those guys get labeled as that, where they just an offensive guy. If they can't do that, they can't do anything else. Like he's always kind of taken pride. He's always been, I think a long time had been on the penalty kill, uh, a guy who plays in kind of high leverage situations. You play with Jonas Brodeen, you play in against some of the top matchups, right? You're not yeah. sheltered on the ice. You're not, you're not sheltered in defensive zone draws kind of thing. So if you're playing with Brodeen, you're going to be playing against the, McDavid's and you know the Crosby's and that kind of thing so um, that's always kind of been part of his game I think he just this year especially uh, he did get healthy scratch once at uh, I think it was in February or March uh, one of the games uh, but it was a quick one he came back in the lineup and was effective after that but he really had to kind of do a look in the mirror thing early in the year because he was making some turnovers he wasn't making the right plays and you could saw down the stretch of how effective he was and how important he was one of the best defenders down the stretch and obviously they leaned on him in the, in the playoffs too against Dallas. 
If, if we talked about these long-term contracts that are burdening the Minnesota Wild right now with Parisi and Suter, if you think those contracts were gone, is Dumba still a Minnesota Wild? If those contracts never existed and they had the space, would he still be a Wild? I mean, I think there's always a potential there. I mean, I don't know what he was looking for in the market. I think one year and $4 million right now was probably a lot for the Wild to do, even if they had a little more space. I think they have like... 800 grand now after they signed Kellen Addison. So um, I think he probably, ideally, if you ask him maybe later than today, he probably wanted a little more longer term deal. I mean, he's 28, 29 years old. He's still relatively young. Uh, but maybe this is one year where you see how your, your value is after this year when the cap goes up uh, and see what happens. But um, and there's also a sense, too, in, with some guys where maybe even from the team perspective, it's it's good to maybe move on a little bit. You know, you've had a guy in your team for so long um, and you've, you know, gone through this motions like four or five times at the deadline and, and maybe he's gone, maybe he's here. Um, there could be a, a good sense of good timing for both if there was a chance to, let's say, hit, get him another start somewhere. And they have Brock Faber, a Minnesota star here, uh, ready to jump in and play with Jonas Brodeen at a very much smaller cap hit. Maybe that is the right time. But um, I do know it's hard for, for Matt Dumbo to leave. And I know a lot of fans will will definitely miss him here. Joe, we, we talk a lot about guys who are quote unquote, good in the room. Um, you, you you gave a hint of some of this in your story today of what type of person Matt Dumba is, both in the room, on the ice, and then in the community. Um, it's it's a it's a common thread with the types of players that Bill Armstrong has been bringing in, whether it's a Nick Bugstad or Jason Zucker, constantly bringing in these high character veterans. But with Matt Dumba in particular, what jumps out to you in that area of him as a person? Well, in the room, the energy level is top notch right he's the guy who's always you know chirping guys chatting like the special handshakes with every single player in the team going in the locker mm -hmm. room just when something needs to be said he's up, up and saying it uh getting guys together off the ice um that's something that i think is really important for um on a team with young players is guys that'll get everybody else out um he invites people over some of the christmas parties at his house i've talked about that um one time he went, there was in carolina and the guys were playing pool or hang out at a bar an off night and he came in there for 15 minutes we paid the entire tab of the whole team you know just like hey let's get guys together let's have fun um so i think the energy first of all was kind of uh i don't know how do you call it but contagious uh, mm -hmm. I, know, and I think um ryan carter called like rpms like in the room like you know that heartbeat that you have that you you see a certain amount of energy on days in early january or february when the team's going through something something can convert guys up a little bit i think that's a really big part of it um, and like Ryan Reeves was, has been a league for a long time and he was in here for like five months and he said that, you know, basically Dumbo was the, the most, biggest vocal leader on the team, um, and full of characters. So, uh, that is part of it. And then the community thing, a lot of people say they want to make, you know, hockey more, more diverse sport. They want to do things for, you know, get grow the game, but he actually, you know, put his money where his mouth is and, and did these camps the last several years. Um, hockey with no limits and had kids out there and he was out there with the skates and playing with them and talking to kids where year after year remember their names like hey you were here last year how are you doing with hockey and kids that maybe didn't know about hockey didn't really believe really, really fans were big fans of Matt Dumba because uh, they're part of this camp that included um, you know minority players kids who were deaf sled hockey like any kind of it was like basically no limits basically what the name of the camp was and it was not just one particular group it was everyone so uh and you could tell minnesota's really cold in january february and he was out there for a few hours a lot of his teammates um you know having mm -hmm. fun with the kids tangibly how does this impact the wild his loss uh, you can talk about the community um, but but also it, the player himself is brock faber ready to to take over those minutes in that role or is this a loss in some ways 
Well, it is. I mean, you still have a guy who plays 22 minutes and that has a ripple effect on everybody else. Um, right. So you can't just, I think Faber is a terrific play, young player and he impressed last year. I think he's played eight NHL games, six in the playoffs and two regular season. And he's working hard all summer, but it is hard to just step in from that, you know, frozen four basically in April. And now you're going to be playing with Jonas Brodeen and playing against McDavid's and the Crosby's. That's a, that's a big yeah. jump. So I think they think he's ready to grow into that and potentially he probably could be maybe better than Matt Dumba. But right now, like it's hard to say it's a net win for the wilds. You know, when you lose a guy who's been played that many meaningful minutes for the team, a veteran experienced guy, and you add that to the things that, um, you know, they have in the room and they lost to Ryan Reeves and they lost Matt Dumba. And um, so there are a lot of big voices there that they kind of have to make up for. Um, so I think they'll, the combination factor, it will be a little bit of obviously a loss for the Minnesota Wild not having them, even though the cap hit, um, you had to shed it at some point. And now we're looking at the Central Division, the big Central Division rivalry between the <laughs> Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. Nothing says Central Still, like Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Bring Whatever. They're going to be in the East next year, you wait and see. Um, so it, it, people here are starting to talk about the P word. I think, and we'll discuss that later, just a shade early. For the Arizona Coyotes to start talking about playoffs, Ooh, yeah. just a little bit. Everybody, calm down a little bit. Are talking about the, I think the Coyotes are talking about that, right? Didn't the Coyotes tweet about being wagons now or something? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah well, let's yes, see. they did. Pump the brakes a little bit, but <laughs> but what does this do for this matchup? Are the Wilds still on their way up? I know losing Dumba's huge, and I I know I keep talking about the albatross contracts between Parisi and and Suter. I don't think the Wild are running for the Stanley Cup until those contracts are off their books, but. Is this Minnesota Wild a playoff team? Are they still going on the way up and the Coyotes will be chasing them for a few more years? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right in the sense that in a couple more years, that's when they'll start to be like real players and real contenders as far as like they hope is championships. But they won 100, 100 points seasons back to back years, right? And that's with yep. the you know, $14 million less to spend than every other team. Um, they have superstar and Kirill Kaprizov, one of the top five six players in the world, in my opinion, uh, Matt Boldy, uh, who's on a deal that's uh, probably gonna be a cheaper deal by the end of it, seven years, $7 million annual value, uh, in average value there. They have got some good young players that they can build around. And the prospect pool is one of the deeper ones in the league, according to our, our athletic, athletic rate writers here who rank those prospects. So they have the pieces there. They're hoping that it's a perfect storm in two years when they have some of these top prospects overseas move over here and be able to play with Kaprizov, and they have money to spend for, in theory, a number one center, which they've been looking for for about 20 years here. So, <laughs> oh, my beer, sounds, buddy. Sounds my familiar, beer. yeah. But I, I do think that the Wild are a playoff team this year. Um, the margin for error is a little less, just, you know, you lose some some players. But most of the team that they had that that gave Dallas a run were are back in the on the team this year. They got Gustafson back. Um, they're pretty much the blue line, except for Dumba's back. Um, a lot of their, their guys up front, they re-signed Marcus Johansson, so their top six is back. So I think it'll be a very tight race there between like the number three and the wild card spot for out of the central. And that's where I think uh, Arizona's an interesting team. I'm not saying they're like a playoff team yet, but they're going to be a tough team to play against. They had a lot, of, a lot of guys up front. Logan Cooley is an electric player. I watched him a lot in Minnesota and a lot of swagger to his game. And I don't know if he's a number one center right off the top. You know, probably have, doesn't have to have to be. But he's going to be a fun player to watch and grow uh, in that system. And you mentioned the Zuckers and veteran players they brought in up front. So it won't be just all the kids. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's a fun building to, to, to watch a game in. You're not, maybe not for press 
uh, credential people because I'd yeah. be like sitting in the stands. Section one hundred eight, Road J. You can find Joe. So, buddy, I, I I don't know if you saw the catwalks above the suite level. The, pretty much they're just metal right now. But if you want to come down and help me, I'm thinking yeah. of beefing those things up and making a new press box and mullet so that yeah. we can we can actually see the game and not have fans standing up in front of us. Plywood and I mean, lawn chairs. I, I'm all I'm all for it. I mean, right. I was applied for the game last year, and somebody put their beer next to my laptop, like because it was next to like the. <laughs> Basically, it's like the, the seats that are right yep. behind the, the lower section. You're like, you have no, like, if I got up, my laptop would be gone, right? Because there's like basically like a small little rope in between. Like, do I leave my right. phone here? Like, to, you know, so it's just, uh, but it's very more intimate, I guess they call it, right? Yeah. I asked them to uh, electrify those uh, crushed velvet ropes, but they weren't having that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, Joe, I just want to say thanks again. I, I, and I, I encourage everybody to, if you want to find out what kind of a player the Arizona Coyotes acquired, please go read Joe's article in The Athletic. I think it spells out not just the hockey player, but the person. And I, and I know that that's, in this locker room especially, that's incredibly important. So, Joe, thanks for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule in the offseason. And we'll definitely be talking to you soon and hope to see you at the mullet. Absolutely. I'll be out there this fall. Looking forward to seeing you guys. So take care. Have a good rest of the summer. Enjoy the UP, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Joe. Well, uh, when Joe comes, we'll absolutely share a beer. And you know what? We'll have to decide between a kilt lifter and a wow because we have to have a Four Peaks. And Four Peaks is everywhere in the Valley. It is the official craft beer of your Arizona Diamondbacks. Not sure if I would... Say that too. Yeah, loud you right of now. all people as a but they do have the rattle on red ale. Right the rattle on red ale, which is the Diamondback beer, phenomenal. Like it's it is my number two right behind the kilt lifter. Phenomenal. So check out the the uh, rattle on red ale if you haven't yet. D-backs takeovers are coming up, so check out um, the events page and our show notes to find dates and tickets. Follow Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew or go to fourpeaks.com/events to stay up to date on everything four peaks you can go to the sports bar there at the a street pub phenomenal chicken wings mm, chicken tendies not chicken tendies not wings well they have wings too but the tendies are elite teacher tuesdays are back at the a street pub every tuesday through july bring a valid teacher's it's not july anymore no it's, it's august not. i wonder if they still do it mm, it's a good question we should mm. probably move on we should probably move you on you know what i wish four peaks would do what and maybe they'll do it now that i've suggested it probably not what i'd love to have like a a mixed set six pack because there are easily six beers like, like in the stores. Like oh, I'd like to be able to walk get a mixed store. twelve pack at the store. Yeah, okay. they do. Boom, 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 boom. They do. There, there are that many beers that I would pick. They from do. Four they have a mixed twelve pack. Do they? Yeah, it's a party pack. I have not seen the party pack. I have. I'm an idiot, buddy. I have, I and we buy it for our neighbors all the time because it has IPA in it, which I won't drink, and it, it, so it's in there. You buy it for your and the kilt lifters in there, and the wall's in there. Explains, I do have friends. That explains something. You want free shit for your friends. Okay. Check out everything at the Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona hometown brew. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And today is a huge day here at PHNX because the Spaghetti Shack is bringing in food. So stop the carb. The If you're watching your carbs, today is not the day. Nope. Because it's pasta, meatballs, and bread. Oh, their meatballs Phenomenal. are so good. I tell you what, the Spaghetti Shack ASU alumni owned and operated, and that could be a plus. It could be a minus for your U of A fans. I don't know, but go or, Big 12. Or Big 12 fans who if come you know, you know. They, may go. they serve a menu starting with spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread, and a few other fan favorites. Their mission is to provide quality, affordable food as quickly as possible so you can spend less time cooking and spend more time with your loved ones. <laughs> and the food... Fire. There will be a lineup outside the PHNX kitchen today because of the Spaghetti Shack. The Spaghetti Shack is a community-focused to-go pasta concept started right here in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. We're currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek, and we hope 
you come to your neighborhood soon. Quick thoughts on Joe. First off, I, again, I can't encourage people enough to, to read that story because it, it's so enlightening. You love to have that sort of intel when you go into your first interview as a reporter with a new player. So now I feel like I'm armed with a lot of knowledge about Matt Dumba. But the, the thing that we were talking about right before we came on, can't keep underscoring this enough. Bill Armstrong is not just bringing in, you know, good guys. He's bringing in unbelievable human beings. Like, I, I can't remember a time in an offseason where I get calls or, or texts from reporters in other cities. Oh, you're going to, this guy's unbelievable. It, it's just ridiculous. Like, there's, it's almost like they're, they have a group of guys that are in this upper yeah. tier of quality human beings, and they're only going to pick from those guys to put in this room. The one thing, Craig, I, people, I, I don't want to overstate what it means to a locker room to have good people. You can win a Stanley Cup with bad people in the room. Yep, you can. Done. Happened. Often, but in that same room, you have extremely experienced leaders. You have an extremely veteran team and you have voices that can keep those voices down. Mm -hmm. You cannot, cannot have a bad apple or a bad character in a medium to poor team. You cannot because they drag you down and you've got to have a team of strong veterans if you're going to overcome that kind of guys. This locker room doesn't have that like at all. So that's why you can't count this team out, especially with yeah. a Andre Turini coach team with the attitude they have in the room. I'm not ready to count them out. I'm, I'm not ready for the playoffs yet. We'll talk more about that as the season gets closer, which it clearly is not. So we're going to get to a mini Petey's Puck Pop now? We are going to get to I'm a mini Petey's excited so, about this. So we wanted to talk uh, about what Matt Dumba is, and here's what we want to look at, what Matt Dumba is as a player and what to look for for Matt Dumba. I don't want to overstate everything because he's not a perfect player. You he heard he's a number three player for the Minnesota Wild. So let's take a quick look, and here is Petey's Puck Talk, the Matt Dumba edition. So we're going to start off right in the offensive zone. And the very first thing you're going to notice about Matt Dumba in the offensive zone is his ability to join the rush. He does skate extremely well. It's his asset that he adds in all three zones. Dude can skate. He can get up the ice quickly. So you're going to see him join the rush on the offensive zone. Come out of from that defensive zone to the offense. And you can see, and if you follow this slide along, here he is just outside the blue line. He sees the hole in the middle ice, dives through the hole, gets the puck, and gets an opportunity on the net. You're going to see it again here. This is off the rush. It doesn't look like it. It looks like a five-on-five -five play. But he joins the play on the weak side. He's able to be late into the zone, get the pass, and score a goal. You're going to see it again, how active he is in the offensive zone. He he is a great skater off of that blue line. Here he is in the offensive zone, comes off the blue line. Colorado defender goes right at him. He shimmy shakes him, cuts to the middle, and is able to get a good shot on net. You're going to see it again here, where he's active on a give-and-go play and dives to the middle of the ice. This middle area of the ice, you're going to see Matt Dumba take an incredible amount of shots from. That's why when we talk about his partner, they need to be able to defend because Dumba's going to get caught here, and that's going to give up. If the shot's blocked and goes the other way, expect Mosher to defend the two-on-one. You're going to see it again, his ability to get a give-and-go, get to that area of the ice, dive to the middle, and take another shot from the hash marks. This one's a goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where he finds that soft spot in the slot. Again, give and go. Here he is on the backside, trying to get to that middle ice, top of the circle, between the hash marks, again for a shot. This one doesn't beat the Chicago goaltender, but again, it's him active off of the blue line. You're going to see it here. We talk about that middle spot. Here he is again, St. Louis. The puck's way low in the zone. He anticipates. He is outstanding at out anticipating plays in all three zones. But here he is in the offensive on wanting to get to that middle spot again. 
He dives in, receives the pass between the St. Louis defenders, and is able to score another goal from that area of the ice. So you're going to see this over and over again from that center spot, top of the circle. These are three more examples of him shooting for there. So look for that for the Arizona Coyotes. They like to be active. Look for Dumba to add to the offense from that part of the ice. The other thing is he holds the blue line extremely well as teams are trying to break out of the zone. You can see the um, the forward behind the net in yellow and Dumba's out at green out at the blue line. He anticipates the pass, jumps the pass to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's able to make physical contact. We talked about his hitting already and he's able to keep the puck in the zone. He is very physical and very aggressive off of that blue line. Again, you're going to see as the forward, Dallas forward comes up the ice, he's aggressive, attacks that forward, makes physical contact, really good angles, separates the player from the puck. Minnesota keeps the puck in the zone. The concern here Mm -hmm. is if he misses, and that is one of his weaknesses, he can be over-aggressive, and pucks can come the other way in odd man rushes. How does it mesh with Andre Turney's system? This is what Andre Turney wants. Mm-hmm. Andre Turney wants to chase the puck in the offensive and the defensive zone, and Dumba does it extremely well. This fits what Andre Turney has wanted to do all along here. He just hasn't always had the weapons and the personnel to do it. Dumba is that perfect Andre Turney player. He is going to love playing the system because he's going to have a green light to go everywhere. In the neutral zone, we talked about what he can do in the neutral zone. Again, it relies on his speed. So he's going to step up in the neutral zone. He is going to stop rushes before they happen. He's going to have tight gaps, which means he's going to be very close to the opposing player as he gets up the ice, try to limit their space and time in the in the neutral zone. He's going to make big hits in the neutral zone. He's going to be aggressive in the neutral zone. Again, if the puck gets behind him, it's going to be J.J. Mosier that's going to have to save the day in behind. But, but expect for him to create turnovers between the blue lines, which is, again, a hall mark of what Andre Turney wants to do is create these turnovers and get the pucks going the other way. In the defensive zone, talk about aggressive. This is one of the strengths of his game, how aggressive he is in the defensive zone. You're going to see him here as the rush comes in, his quick feet keep the Vegas Golden Knight player on the top slide, keeps him to the outside. You can't get to the net on him because he skates so well. Mm. He's not going to be easy to drive the net on. He's not going to be easy to have those one-on-one battles and get to the net because he defends that lane extremely well. And you can see on the bottom where the Nashville player is driving that outside lane, he turns, skates forward, closes the gap, and is able to physically remove the Nashville player. That lane on the outside when Dumba's on the ice is going to be hard to get around and get drives on net. You're going to see him in the defensive zone. You can see him on the top. He's in front of the net, defending the net front. And what Andre always wants is be aggressive, attack the puck. So as soon as that puck moves to his area, watch him jump and leave the net front. There's no defenders in the net front. You know how much I dislike that. I like to get a defender in front of the net. But here he anticipates it well, closes off the play of the Vegas Golden Knights, and is able to turn the puck over. On the bottom example, again, he's in front of the net, defending. He anticipates the puck is going to turn over. He goes all the way to the corner, all the way because he's so confident in his skating and his physical ability. He puts that player through the boards and, again, creates a turnover. So you're going to see it here. Again, he goes a long way away from the front of the net. He's very aggressive. He's confident in his ability to skate. Here he takes Alex Newhook all the way to the wall, waits for that pass, anticipates it, and, again, The play ends up with Alex Newhook on the ice 
and the Minnesota Wild with the puck. Mm-hmm. He's physical, he's quick, and he is a very aggressive in the defensive zone. Special teams, we talked about what he can do on the penalty kill, and I think this is an area where he can be aggressive on the up ice, where you're going to try to limit teams from gaining the blue line because his quick feet, he can keep players to the outside. Here he is against Dallas in the playoffs where he's able to shut down a power play of the Stars right at the blue line and in zone. Again, he doesn't just camp out in front of the net. He is very aggressive, stick on the ice, and attacks on the penalty kill. Some things he can do to improve. He is going to get beat in the offensive zone because he's aggressive, and he's going to get beat in the defensive zone because he's aggressive. But there's some other things. He can turn the puck over. And I, and I know one of the things with J.J. Mosier, he's a, he's a good puck mover and gets up the ice quickly. Maybe using him as a partner, you can help get the puck up the ice quicker. You can see in this example, instead of making the easy play up the wall to avoid the St. Louis forward, he puts it right into his shin pads and St. Louis attacks the net. Hmm. You're going to see it here where he's trying to hold the puck at the blue line. A lot of time and space at the blue line. But instead of delivering a puck down the wall or trying to make a move offensively, he holds it, he holds it, he waits. Dallas pins him against the wall. Dallas goes back the other way. And against Nashville on the bottom set of slides, it's a one-on-two. And we know how much I hate guys trying to beat somebody on a one-on-two. When he gets to the red line, that puck has to go deep. And then forecheck, he tries to get through two people using his offense and his skating ability, turns the puck over, and Nashville's back the other way. The other thing, physical, he is a monster on the ice. This kid can drive you through the glass. We talked about what he did to Pavelski during the playoffs. It is a questionable hit, but he's physical. He'll go right through you. Only Jake Middleton had more hits from the defense for the Minnesota Wild last season. But the downside yeah, is he can year. take penalties. Yeah, Last year, a career high in, in penalty minutes, 81, which is not inordinately high for a defenseman who plays the entire season. But still, there are reasons why you don't want this guy taking He's our number one. Yeah. The Coyotes' number one penalty killing defenseman right now, and he can't be in the box to start penalty kills. Yep. This team wants to improve their penalty killing in Arizona. He cannot be sitting in the box when these penalty kills start. And that is Petey's Puck Talk. One quick follow for you. The Matt Dumba edition. One quick follow for you, Petey. If it's J.J. Mosier that ends up being yes. his partner, how does it change J.J. Mosier's role on the ice to have to accommodate Matt, Matt Dumba's game. I think what this is going to do is it's going to help if the evolution of J.J. Moser. J.J. Moser can always get the puck up the ice. Skates extremely well. He's smooth. But I think this is going to make him, force him to be a better defender. I think what Dumba, as a 29-year-old experienced NHL defenseman, he's going to push Moser. He's going to push Moser to get better. And it's going to make Moser defend quicker. He's going to have to move because if Dumba's moving, you better be on your feet and moving as well. I think this is the beginning of the evolution of J.J. Moser. And that's mm. where I said I think he can become one of the top defensemen in, in Arizona. I think he will be the number one. And I think this is the beginning of that evolution to follow with Dumba. But he's also going to have to be a little less of what you see off the blue line where you want that active defenseman. He's going to have to stay there for an yeah. extra beat yeah, because yeah. I think Dumba's going to be the guy jumping in. And he may have to be there to defend that rush that our man rush against. Okay. So how about all that? Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. Good show. Well, you know what else is good stuff? All of the decorations we have here on set from FOCO. FOCO is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. And you can see tons of them here. We've got a great assortment of Diamondback stuff right now. Get ready for that Big 12 ASU <laughs> U of A merch coming out soon. It's the best of the Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Make sure you go jump on and check out what they have for the Diamondbacks because baseball season is in full swing right now. See what I did there? Full swing. Foco, 
always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www. Can you say that to start something? I think you don't anymore. Foco.com and use the code PHNX. There's that code again for all non-presale items. Use the code PHNX for 10% off. Whew. When's Leah coming back? We got a couple super chats. Roaring Fork. $5 super chat from Roaring Fork. The Coyotes' goal differential was minus 70 this past season. Based on the moves of the offseason, is there any way they could get... They should be any worse than a minus 10. Ooh, that's a big jump. That's a big ask. That's a big jump. It's, mean, a, it's still a team that's going to struggle to defend. It's, it still is. And, and you've got to see a consistent season from their goaltending. And I, we've talked about this as a, as a defending group as top six. I don't think that they're um, going to improve 60 goals on the back end. And that's also with Clayton Keller having a career season up front. Um, how many goals does Zucker add? I, I think that's a little bit aggressive. I think it will be better. I just don't think it's going to be that much improved. I think we're talking somewhere 40 to 50. I mean, if you're if you're a negative 10 goal differential, you are... You're in the playoffs. Well, I don't know that no, you're, you're in the outside. playoffs. No, you're, you're outside. Negative 10. You're, you're, you're flirting with you're the playoffs. You're 10 to 12. You know? You're yeah. 10 to 12. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't see him climbing quite that high. No, I don't, I don't see... They either. definitely need to improve it. And, and we talked... We talked about the plus minus. If you're plus, you're in. If you're minus, you're out. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're out. And another uh, super chat from Fernando Mendez, Big Daddy Vloggy. The Yotes are officially out of the tank mode. Some great news for this young core. And I agree. I think that this is just, in a way, this is another step in the mm-hmm. rebuild. It's still a rebuild because all these contracts are one or two years. It's just them trying to make a, a, an attempt to be better and show these young players that there's a path to winning. And we saw Edmonton with all of their top draft picks losing year after year after year. This is an opportunity for, for these young players to look around and get examples like uh, Dumba, Zucker, Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. And go, oh, we're trying to win. So I think they're going in the right step. Just not quite there yet. Charles Woodhall Pike with a $5.24. I'm sure it means something. Any idea what 524 is supposed to be? It means he always has a meaning. His, his number? Oh, f- t- 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbo's 24. Dumbo. Will it be? We'll see. Because right now that's Dermot's. Yeah. And we'll see. Who do you think wins that? Yeah, Dumba, because he's got yeah. experience more games. Yep. There'll be some kind of a, an agreement there. I would bet on it. Love all the insight on Dumba. Really looking forward to seeing him on the ice at Mullet. I am too, because in that small setting, he is going to put some people in row J. There's no doubt in my mind. He's going to love this organization. He's going to play more minutes than he had in, well, it's hard to do because he played a lot of minutes in Minnesota. He's going to log a lot of minutes here. And, and he's going to be on the ice all the time. It's going to be an unbelievable opportunity for him. He wants to prove himself to yeah. get that long-term deal. And I and I wonder, people keep asking, what are the chances that Matt Dumba remains with the Coyotes beyond the season? Well, I can't answer that yet. Right? We don't know what he's going to do when he's on the ice. We don't know what the team is going to look like at the trade deadline. We don't know what other teams' interests might be. There are a lot of factors playing in here. Um, but I do know that I don't think the Coyotes – approach this season is yeah we're flipping all these guys we're flipping all these guys again i think they like the idea of having these guys around for meaningful games maybe even past the trade deadline now if the coyotes are way out of it at the trade deadline yeah i could see these guys getting flipped but if they're close if they're still playing meaningful games i wouldn't be surprised if they by and large stood pat with these players well it's gonna be it's gonna be a much different season than it was last season for sure at least at the start so it's gonna be a fun team to watch as we get out of the gates here in october i tell you what i'd like to say we're done with the matt dumba discussion but we're not because he will be here tomorrow so tune in tomorrow um to the phnx coyote show and we will have 
Matt Dumba and hear from uh, the, from him on what he thinks about the move to Arizona. And then on Wednesday, Liam O'Brien will be here. So we've got back-to-back guests on Tuesday and Wednesday, and hopefully by Wednesday, Leah's back. Please get back, She'll Leah. Be back. Until then, follow us on social media at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Follow us anywhere you get your podcasts. Thumbs up, like, please subscribe. Follow Craig Morgan at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Morgan, at Sean oh, underscore DePause. Did I see Morgan again? You did. Did I really? It is. It's okay. Wait, this is a harder job than people think, buddy. Yeah, like, just write this shit down. If you want to get it right, write it down. You're good. You're good. At Leah Merrill. If she was here, she would have read that, not yep. me. And at, at Sean underscore DePause, always behind the, the Mac and on the mic. <sighs> Please give us five stars. Is that a thing? Five stars? Review it. Thumbs yeah, up. Like yeah. it. Do whatever it is you do. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. We'll talk love. to Matt Dumba and we'll continue the Coyote Chat five days a week here at PHNX. We'll see everybody tomorrow.